You thought that was funny. You were laughing like a hyena when he said it. What the hell is wrong with you? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There you go. Alliance for another couple weeks. They are uh, our theme song for 2023 as it moves down. Mike and the Molotovs hopefully furiously penning our new song for 2024 as we prepare for the new year. And we have the uh, Happy Endings uh, Holmberg After Dark show on Saturday night this week. Uh, Kind of a end of the year celebration. Our little Christmas party with you guys. Drinking, dancing. Uh, whoring around. Who knows what's going to happen in that room? We got our guests and uh, stuff. I went to, uh, I have to say, I went to uh, a Suns game uh, Friday with um, the guy who runs Stand Up Life downtown, Matt Coleman. We went to the game together. And Matt and uh, Joel, who run the place, are always super cool uh, and really nice. And they said, Matt said, I want to take you somewhere and get you a Christmas Christmas because he's Jewish, uh, Christmas car present. So we went to this. I didn't know what it was. We went to a place called Rip Valley downtown. And Rip Valley is a sports memorabilia, just memorabilia, mostly sports. Card shop. They've got jerseys and all sorts. Most of them are autographed. It's got a lot of cool stuff. In fact, there's a, and I don't like the movie, but there's a Pacino painting there. Mm -hmm. That is, I almost bought it just for you. I didn't even (laughs) look at the price. I'm like, I I want that. That's the coolest thing. So he's got a bunch of cool stuff down there. So we went down, and Matt, uh, I'd never heard of this before in my life, and we, we should go there after the show today. You would love this. Brady, I don't think you'd pay for it. Uh, for $375, you play a game called Panini, and it's wrapped up by the folks from Tops or Don Russ, I'm not sure who, mm-hmm. and there is an autographed card inside the box, and you take your chance. There's one card in the box, and for $375, you... You open up the box, and it's all shrink-wrapped and everything else, and it's like, all right, here you go. So we got a couple of those and cracked them open. Matt Komen, you might know who this is, spent $375, opened up the box, and we open it, you put another your hand over the thing and slow reveal the card. Like after the box is open, just kind of slide down, see if you can pick out a uniform, if you can see something. So like you slide it down, and you're like, oh, Oh, it's a Chicago Bears color, so we got a Chicago Bear, and then you start shouting out which Bears you might get autographed. Like if it's a old school card, it could be, you know, Walter Payton. Yeah. It could be uh, something amazing. It could be Singletary. It could be an awesome one. Just keeps going, keeps going, keeps going. It was uh, Velas Jones Jr. Got nothing. Anything? No, I'm trying. <laughs> two years ago, he muffed two punts and was kicked off the team. Total uh, of an autographed Velas Jones Jr. card was six dollars and fifty cents. 
And that's because it was autographed and had a piece of a Bears jersey attached oh. to it. Hilarious. Hilarious. I cracked mine open. We had a blast. Like, this is, like, better than gambling. It is gambling. They have those, uh, that similar thing, cool, where you buy those boxes for like, oh, you can buy three a box. or ten grand. Yeah. And then you take your chances. Well, this is that. That's kind of that. It was only it's That's one. Really cool. I it's like only it. one. So mine, I open it up, and it was Andre Johnson autographed with his jersey, and it's one of fifteen. They only made fifteen of these cards. Nice. And it was probably about eleven hundred bucks on eBay. And I said, "All right, how about this? I give you that card back. It's yours now, Rip Valley." And we get two more boxes. And he's like, well, I can't guarantee that it's this much. He said, but that's what I would put it up on eBay for. He said, but I can't. There's no way my boss let me do this. So we ended up getting one more box, and we kept the – we bought another one and ended up with uh, a running back for the Seahawks. I can't remember his name right now. We were drinking. And that one was worth about six fifty. So it was so awesome that we had this, this party over there. And then there's a little basketball hoop, and you shoot. And if you shoot, you get to spin the roulette wheel. And you pick the number, and if it lands on your number, you get another spin. But whatever number it is, you get to pull out of this bin. So I got to 29, and so I pulled number 29 out of the bin, and it was uh, a 1,000 Bundesliga cards, and one was guaranteed to be autographed. I have no idea who any of these soccer players are. The German. It could be worth a billion dollars. I don't know. I, so thanks to the guys at Rip Valley. I had no idea. First off, I didn't know the place existed. Second, everybody in there was awesome, like the coolest dudes ever. They've got tons of stuff. They pulled all the Steeler stuff out for me. And they had like a, a Franco Harris, a old Franco Harris card, a Lynn Swan, a Terry Bradshaw. They had Kenny Pitt, a bunch of Kenny Pickett rookies. It was just the coolest place I've been. So Rip Valley, it's right downtown off Roosevelt and like, uh, I think, 2nd Street. You can Google it and find out. But that, it was the, it's the coolest thing ever. 375 bucks. You're sitting there with your fingers crossed that it could be Andre Johnson. Pretty good one. Or, or Velas Jones Jr. <laughs> I was thinking of Cody Parkey, the double doink guy, when you first said Words. that. Oh, like, yeah. man. V, that's a better one. At least I've heard of <laughs> Cody Parkey. We're, when we saw the V, I'm like, and I said, wasn't Velas Jones one of Eddie Murphy's characters? Uh, no, that was Velvet Jones. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I, it was the, it was, but it was worth it. It was so fun. Uh, it was the stupidest, like, like you just put that out there and you're like, we are Vegas style right now. This is an awesome deal. It's just one beautiful. It's a black, like a, it's almost like a, a, a like a jewelry box almost. And you just you crack it open after you unwrap it. Man, oh man, is it thrilling! And you're just hoping you get somebody good. But we did. It was. Oh, so I'm going to go back today. I'm addicted. But we ended up upside up, which is really cool. So we went down there and we were talking about the uh, happy ending show and all that stuff for the weekend. We're very excited about that. They're Happy that it's sold out. We actually have to try. I'm getting all the video equipment set up. We're very excited. And I got an email from a guy who said, uh, I hate to come off as a rube, but I was wondering if there might possibly be a way for me to purchase one more ticket to Happy Endings Holmberg's After Dark show next weekend. I bought two for the wife and I, but my best friend that I'd really like to bring to the show so I can introduce him to the world that uh, is John Holmberg. (laughs) If it helps, he's a black man who's a veteran that lets you use the N-word around him. Uh, just saying, if you're short minorities for the show, it's something to think about. Uh, signed, Matt. I'll get him a ticket. <laughs> I was just going to say, I can't get you one right now. You can't buy them. Uh, I can't just hand, I could, but I'm not going to do that. Brett will do it. I'll get you on the list. Brett will do it. And no, we're not just because there's a black guy that says it's okay. Admiral Akbar has told me several times, that's a trap. <laughs> Never, ever, ever, ever use the N-word, especially around black people. And if one of your friends goes, 
Finally. Yeah. Hey, this is a, a black guy. You can say the N-word to him. And I'm like, you can. I'm not doing it. That's a, it's a trap. Never, ever, ever trust a white guy saying, it's all right to call this one the N-word. Nope. <laughs> that is not a thing. I know exactly what that is, and it's bad news for everyone. It's a trap. Thank you, Akbar. But yeah, so I'm not going to give you a ticket. Plus, he's got to introduce. I, I would like to see that guy show up. A veteran. You know, if you trust him, I, I believe that's all right. I'm just saying no nuns. That's my only rule. <laughs> and again, the whole thing could suck rotten. I don't care if you give us a bad review. I just don't want nuns there saying I didn't expect those videos. The only thing I'm worried about are the videos to scare people off. <laughs> but it's going to be great. I'm very excited. Have you gone through them yet? No. Working I, on them? No, I mean, I got... Me and my uh, creator knocked it down to 10, I think. Okay. It's, it's, Present those when you're ready. I got 40 of them. Uh, I'm going to go through them again. We'll sit through, and I'll sift with you, and we'll we'll pick out the five crowd-pleasing videos. Yeah, I do. Uh, I'm getting more and more excited about I've, it. I've seen them before, several times, and I now it's wait. like, ugh. Very excited for it. It's going to be fun. So uh, somebody just said, hey, I'll sit next to that black guy. All right, I don't think we should bring that guy. I think maybe that's a bad idea. It, when you when you open up with you can call him that. Now, remember. They're making him like the token now. Well, keep in mind our trip to Vegas when the girl who called herself sucking <laughs> said that she could never be offended. The only one on the trip who was offended yeah. by something. So I, I will. Her words exactly. I will suck and <laughs> everybody on this trip. I'm cool. I'm fun. I can never get offended. It was minutes into a car ride that she said, you know, as a Native American, that offends me. I'm like, wait a minute. Sucking <laughs> You can't be offended. You said so. We've called, I don't even know your real name. You're known as sucking <laughs> You cannot be mad at anything. But she was. And it, you know, it all calmed itself down, but still. And when a white guy's saying, this black guy's cool with the N-word, <laughs> Uh, let's ask the black guy, because <laughs> maybe you're just his boss or something. I don't know the dynamic. And eventually. Saved his life three times. Yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> Brady can make fun of me for being a bald guy, ugly guy. I can make fun of Brady for chubby. I can make fun of you for Italian. But some new dude, and I'm like, it's cool to make fun of Brett for being Italian. That dude does it. You might not be cool with it. Yeah. yeah. yeah you don't want to start saying that. We call him a wop. Yeah, right. You don't, yeah. <laughs> right, don't want to go. Proxy. Hey, this is my Italian friend Brett. Call him a WAP. He's cool <laughs> with it. Uh, maybe not with you. He's not. So, you know, rules. We gotta have some rules. Well, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a fun weekend. So I can't give you just one ticket, and it's sold out. But uh, maybe when there's some straggling around, Matt, I'll load it up for your you trying to play the minority and veteran card on me, which kind of worked. I gotta be honest with you. I'm gonna scramble for a ticket for that guy. Let's see what I can do. Uh, it's happening Saturday night. Pre-party, everybody can go to that. 9 to 11. Over They'll there sneak the, in. I'm not uh, saying yeah. nothing, yeah, you know, yeah, but yeah, it, it, things hey. happen. Hey, you might be able to find a ticket that yeah. night. So, to, you know, so show up to the pre-party, hang around, drink, just walk in with the rest of everybody. It should be fun. But, yeah, Matt took me to that place. The Rip Valley place was a blast. It was awesome. I haven't had a retail experience as exhilarating. You know, you're sitting in this thing and you're, you're trying to open up cards and stuff, and your stomach's spinning because you just watched your friend spend $375 on Velas Jones Jr. <laughs> and, no, and the worst part is is that the, the card store is like, we don't want that back. Like, they're not buying that, but they'll give you $5, $3. You even get ripped off because total, like, we got to sell that again for 650 
We'll give you three bucks for it. But then he got real excited about the, uh, the Andre Johnson. That was a blast. We had so much fun. So thanks to Matt and Joel and also to the guys at Rip Valley because that was cool. You got a great store. And some really neat stuff in there on top of the sports things because they had some movie things. And it's just a neat memorabilia store. I liked it a lot. So if you, And it was first Friday, too, which I'm not a big fan of crowds like Everyone's that. Everyone's out. It was pretty crazy. First Friday downtown is pretty neat. And we got a really cool thing going. But it's just a sea of humanity that we want to go to the Suns game. We went real early. It was good. Also, the new pizzas over there at uh, Copper Blues. Ooh. They got a new chef there cranking out some pizzas. That was pretty good, too. It was a good night. It was a really good night, actually. We had fun. Uh, and then another good night happened for our friends in the band Kiss. Did you see this, Brett? They, uh, at the end of the show, yes. they said, That's it. We're all done. Thank you for supporting Kiss. But we will live on forever with AI avatars. Listen up, people! <laughs> yeah, yeah, AI avatars are now going to be what you see when you see Kiss. And I, who's... I've already pre-filmed the little documentary. Yeah, they've got a thing where you will never not see Kiss. But who is in it? Peter Chris? No, I think it's the uh, the, the guys it's the now. current one? Yep, so I, it's I believe current so, yeah. Kiss. Yep. So as long as it's Paul and Gene. That's all they that's care it, about. right? Because they're the only ones making any money. But wouldn't you rather have Ace and Peter, the original lineup? Then you got to pay those guys. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. a good point because in their images, more money. Right. name image more money for Paul. Exactly. Is the, are they at this point still more money than the guys who are in the band <laughs> who've oh, been yeah. touring for 15, 20 years? I guess. Yeah, I think so. Because they're, they're the employees. I suppose. But these guys are. Peter Chris was an employee. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm when saying. When it came down to so it. So were I these guys. So, so I, I have to wonder because Peter Chris hasn't been in that band. And do they even refer to him as, or do they just call them the character the that character. they are? Right, Star Child, isn't it? And I don't even know all the four demons, of them. Star the demons, yeah. the cat, uh, spaceman, spaceman, yeah. <laughs> but uh, because that's one of the things, at least Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley are saying that the band is bigger than us. Right. I have to say this is why we captured. I don't know the where these are going to be going on. Essentially, isn't it just like going to a movie? I would think, unless they're doing like hologram type you stuff, gotta set with, up you know, the like they do with Tupac and in stuff. Vegas, the sphere Kiss is not going to be in the sphere. That's not happening. They didn't spend five billion dollars to put Kiss in that. He's presenting right An now. Avatar version. Well, yeah, even you like, seem like a smart and intelligent <laughs> right. man. How about we put this in your brand new five billion dollar ball? <laughs> no, Gene, uh, you're making a huge mistake. Kiss, you know, it'll be at the Ember Lounge, which is our version of the sphere up there at Desert Ridge, which is really cool. Is but that going to be permanent? Oh, yeah. But it's kind of like the size of this room. Yeah. It's neat. Kiss could play in that because it's an all it's an immersive experience. But we'll put Kiss inside a restaurant that has, you know, an immersive ceiling to, you know, the Century Grand that makes you feel like you're on the train. Yeah. The one that's the airplane now, they got a new one there. They got undertow, which makes you feel like you're in a boat. Just make the windows where Kiss peeks in. God, give rock and roll to you. Oh, it's the Kiss undertow boat. I see what's going Kiss. on. But who's interested in this like that's what i want to know I, and it'll be kiss fans and i guess international they're lunatics too. really well huge and are they still big in uh, japan probably but isn't it like is the avatar version is that something anybody because abba's been doing it nobody cares abba abba's the groundbreaker here kiss didn't figure this out abba's been running around with their dead members singing along i saw michael jackson's Thanks one to lucas studios well Cir- yeah cirque du soleil michael jackson won 
at the end, Michael's out there in a weird hologram. And it's neat. And you kind of fall for it for a second. And what's, is that an impersonator? Or, no, it's Michael. And they have the, and there are people dancing with him, and he's out there. There's something, something. Check out Homework's Morning Sickness Podcast at 98kupd.com. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Holmberg's morning sickness. Well, Kiss is still big, but they're not gaining any fans. It's exactly. whoever loved them back in the day still loves them. So are the are there fans? Fair question. Are there fans tech savvy enough to care about AI Kiss? Because they're all seventy. Well, they're going go? to make it easy enough. Would I go? Enough. Yeah, I wouldn't go to Kiss if they were in the room next to us. <laughs> if but somebody did, said but Kiss you, is here, I'd go did out check the back them out door one time. Right? Because I've never years, seen you're like you know what. I, it's so I wonder how many would be that. Okay, this is a different version. See, Brady, it's very high tech, I guess. I saw Kiss the same way I saw Brokeback Mountain. I was, I was, huh? yeah, I, exactly. I saw Brokeback Mountain because I was judging it unfairly without having seen it. You spit in your hand? Yeah, and then I jerked. I'd rather, I'd rather lived through Brokeback Mountain's sex scene myself than seen Kiss. In hindsight, Kiss was worse than the sex scene in Brokeback Mountain. If I was in it. At least somebody's uh, getting some pleasure. Oh, oh that yeah. Kiss concert's the worst show I've been to next to Jimmy Buffett. Horrible concert. They're out there in those foam outfits. That was the stupidest looking thing I've ever seen. They couldn't sing. The time was off. And it, I will and say, they put the on uh, Gene Simmons, the awful. demon, the hologram. At least they showed he's got wings. Yeah, he like can fly around. Well, that's demon. the goal is that yeah. he can start floating about. So now they're cartoons. It's basically when they went to visit the Scooby Doo people. Where they had like power, or when they had kissed the cartoon and they could fly. Yeah. Essentially, that's what he's done. I got to hand it to Gene for saying, you know what, this thing never goes away. Kisses the herpes of rock. They just won't stop being. <laughs> We're not very good. We're kind of upset when we show up. But a lot of people have us, and a lot of people will bring us in. But yeah, it's, uh, and I have to admit, like the video I saw, I'm like, that's kind of cool on my screen. In real life, will that just be cool? enough to see that preview is enough. Not Do you want to be there me. for? A, oh no 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 two yeah, hours. Right. Yeah, exactly. The, if my computer shows me something, I'm like, hey, that's kind of neat. Would I spend a penny to go see hologram? Because Whitney Houston had a hologram thing that kind of failed. Would I maybe one song? Yeah, I'd be like, that's neat. But I don't want like. What if the hologram's like? Here's something from our new hologram. Oh, no. I got to go get a beer during the hologram concert. And then wait for the hologram encore. Yeah. Right. Are they going to pretend to leave the stage? Is that it, man? Yeah. We can bring them back at any time. They could start singing other people's songs. Well, Ronnie's a Kiss fan. Is she interested in this? She would go. She would. Okay. For sure, because it's something new. Mm. Um, no, that's That would not be my guess. Maybe I'm wrong. But no, I'm she would go, but that's not go. why. It's because she has terrible taste in music and movies. That's exactly why. She's okay. waiting. Wait, <laughs> I'll tell you. No I'll say what you're thinking. On. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Between the movies and the and the music, she's she's made herself clear. She's she has a right to it. The same way we all have a right to roll our eyes at it. The way Brady does. He just doesn't do it in front of her because he knows. You know, don't pick that fight. But 
Kiss is like immediately like off the radar for me. If you it, it, it was the worst show I've it was the worst show I've been to ever. And maybe I saw them too late in the game, but they still put them. Look, Joe DiMaggio always played as hard as he could, and someone said, "How come you even in like a game the team's getting beat?" You seem to put all the energy into every single thing. And he said, there might be someone in the crowd who's never seen me before. And he wasn't even old. I'm still going to put out my best effort. So that's how I look at KISS. When they took the stage, it wasn't like, oh, you should have seen us years ago. This, they were they saying, we're as good as we've ever been. We're charging more than we've ever charged for tickets. So I assumed, all right, they're better than they've ever been. And they were horrible. Lazy. I t- definitely the... Like, I've been three times. Oh, and that last time was just phoning it in. Barely phoning it in. I mean, they had changed the name of the arena. And when Kiss's satellite found them on the screen before, it was still Gila River Arena yeah, that they right. landed on. That we were, we were led to believe that their spaceship was landing. But it was years ago because they had changed the name years prior to that last. Hello, not Gila River Arena. It was terrible. I seen them on their farewell tour in 97. Just to say I'd seen them. You know, I'm like, okay, I'd never seen them. And it was all four original members. It was great. Then I seen them, I don't know, 15 years later. And it was the same act. Yeah. The same oh. songs. Yeah, the nothing same, changed. Nothing changed. Nothing. Nothing. But does this open the door to other bands? Like It does, right? Like they're not, Oh, yeah. There's no yeah. more touring. They're going to film Four bands t- that have been out for a while. Well, and they recreate them. It saves money is basically what it does because you AI like a performance and then ship it around the country. So, yes, at first it's going to cost a fortune to do the AI, sh- whoops, the AI show. But then you've got an 80-city tour and it's a package. So now people are like, you know, let's say, I don't know, Nirvana could do it. And the estate of Nirvana says, here's a concert we put together. AI built it back up. $250,000. And that's an easy price for to get Nirvana back together on stage. You'd have to get everybody involved. But even a band that's still around, like Tool, if Tool's, Tool would do this, Maynard doesn't want to tour. So they put an AI show together. It's probably cost them 2 or $3 million to do. And then, you know, charge $200,000 for people to show it. It's a movie. I, I guess I'm not understanding the appeal to go to... A mo- I never got movie concerts anyway. I never understood why anybody would go see Taylor Swift's movie concert. And they did in droves. So I'm the one who's not on the on point with it, but it's gonna be There's the it's gonna be the new thing to replace everything, really. There's yeah. That's the But it's just a giant screen. Yeah. It's not even a hologram. No, it's really cool and it's kind of three D, but I love that the people at Madison Square Garden had to watch this. Oh, to a terrible song, too. Yeah, one of the worst songs ever. Yeah, the drums are just like laser circles. It's a cartoon. That's yeah, it's exactly what it is. It looks like a PlayStation 5 game. Right. It's just an expensive presentation. It's repackaging poop. So that's that. That's the future. So it's going to be one of those things like uh, real music live will be kind of immortalized. Stupid. Like, we'll go see Highly Suspect over at the Van Buren. Why? 
and just watch their hologram. <laughs> it just looks ridiculous. See, they'll have the real flames. Yeah. It's a video game. It kind of looks like Kiss the video game. And I got to hand it to Gene. He's going for a... We, we can't tour anymore because of our incredible old bones. So <laughs> we're going to try to fleece you for some more cash, Kiss fans. Yeah, the Stones are still doing it. The Stones are actually hitting the stage. Yeah. And they're going to die on And they're stage. older. Yeah. they sponsored by AARP, yeah. for God's sakes. Fantastic. And done more drugs. But would that... The Rolling Stones seem like they would not do this. No, I don't think so. Because after they die... Because here's the other thing. After they die, whoever's in charge of this can make those guys do anything they want. Remember the big argument about 30 years ago when we could we could kind of superimpose stuff into new into old movies and they had um, Fred Astaire dancing around with that Red Devil vacuum. Yeah. And they were selling Red yeah. Devil vacuums and everybody's like, like, "Whoa. This is wrong." Like you never got his permission to do that. And I never understood why until you start like having endorsements for like an entertainment when you endorse a product, it means something. Like you have to, you have to be somebody who's like, no, this is a product that I'm telling people to use on my name and my reputation. And if I don't have control over that, they're just, it's, it's a lawsuit if I'm alive and you have me out there going, I love the Red Devil vacuum. Like, wait a minute, I didn't say yes yeah. to this. That's why it was, you know, it was a big thing and still a battle um, with college football. Name, image, was, likeness. Yeah, they were wrong. College stole from those kids for years under the guise of free college. But they Dead would coaches. make a fortune off of video games and all sorts of stuff. This, this to me, is like the dangerous road to say, all right, here's Kiss performing Nirvana songs. Here's Kiss doing, like, all the estates get together just for a money grab. <laughs> they do a couple of covers. Sure. They can do anything they want, and they can sound like Nirvana. And it won't make sense to us because we've seen, but to a next generation, it's like, hey, this is neat. Like, Kiss just became Nirvana. You can morph into anything, so long as you have permission from the estate. And I don't know, I don't see the Rolling Stones being a band that says, "When I think when they die, it dies. You know? i got three more to go. But I wouldn't be surprised if their greedy kids, after they're long gone, say, sell it. Like, Prince's family couldn't oh, stop man. fighting over the money, and now that this exists, whoever's in charge of it's like, I didn't get my fair shake on this, it got split up by a bunch of people, uh... We're doing the the Prince Avatar thing. We're oh, taking the, Jimi Hendrix family. The hologram basketball games. You could play Prince. Yeah. <laughs> you could yeah, you could have them doing whatever you wanted. You could recreate the great Chappelle show story. With Eddie, Eddie he's dead too. Uh, Charlie Murphy and it's just it strikes me as the uh it can be abused very easily. It seems like a neat idea, but this could be abused very easily. Nobody paid attention. To the fact that ABBA's been doing this for a long time. <laughs> Nobody cared. Nobody's going to abuse ABBA, make them start singing Kiss songs. And I tell you this wholeheartedly, if ABBA hologram was here in the studio and Kiss was, the real Kiss was right where Brady's sitting, I'd leave to go watch ABBA. Well, don't you want to watch Kiss here live? Uh-uh. I've seen you live. It is, it's sad and pathetic. I'd rather talk to you. Yeah. I'd rather go watch religious programming on television than listen to you. Sing song. But God gave rock and roll to you. And so did we. No, not interested. I just keep being Benjamin Netanyahu. I think you're the same guy. <laughs> he was on TV again this weekend. I swear to God, he's Gene Simmons. You know, there's a lot going wrong in Israel. Like, 
Oh my God! You're not even trying to hide it anymore. Maybe Netanyahu's going to have his own avatar too, <laughs> flying around. <laughs> yeah, I think that the guys in Kiss get the joke because every interview I've ever seen, they're almost a wink and a nod back at us, like we understand. So if anybody's going to do this, but it, to me, it kind of wrecks music. As a purist, it kind of ruins the experience. Next generation's going to want like this. This is to me. Kind of the next step to the whole 10 years ago, me going, wait, people like watching people play video games? That still doesn't make sense to me. And it is a massive business. Twitch, uh, it, it is a massive business of people watching other people play video games. That doesn't add up to me. And now it's moved into uh, scholarships into college. Oh, yeah. No, it's a real thing. Like, it's a legitimate deal. I didn't get it because it just doesn't appeal to me. But that's it. this is the same thing. I don't know if the next generation is going to want to watch bands classic or otherwise touring around well if it's uh something that you can stay at home and watch which seems to be popular i right guess now. yeah you buy it on your netflix and watch but is that good look it's uh, a, not it's me. a leap for us but this yeah. you know they're talking about this in the whole work world but too. isn't the experience Companies are like hey, come back we need you to come back sure, to the office but the experience of concerts is not the band as much as it is the atmosphere you're missing the whole thing yeah and sometimes the band being kind of rough is the fun of it, you know? Like, they're kind of raw. Like, they're not a polished... Like you know. Like Unless we go they're to, all tracked up. Right, well, yeah, but you go to shows where you're like, these guys are just crushing this yeah. thing. And they and it's... The live energy is different. Like, they don't... Yeah, you're right. They're not like some track band that runs sound the entire time. They're actually a live band that's pulling it off. I think the Rolling Stones are a remarkable and i'm sure that they track a little bit well that's what you're doing for the most part is like look how old these guys are and they're still right bringing it look what would make that's well it's kind of like saying that's brave well it's when yeah yeah, it's when phil mickelson won that uh, british open or whatever yeah it's old people being excited that old people still still, bringing it yeah well and it's mainly people their age going this is great I'm not one of those people. I think when an old man wins something big, it just means the sport's suffering. They're like the Jack Nicholson of rock. They're right. Like, Look at ah, right. Jack. But That's amazing. Acting is a little easier to do when you're old. Sports and music when you're ancient. The only people that really support They're me, acting on yeah. stage. The people that love the Rolling Stones right now are happy because it means they're, they still have some hope that they can be active when they're 80. It's an old person's torch is basically what the stones are. They're like they make them feel good about the relevance fading. I've actually went and seen bands that I was like, nah, all right, whatever. But once I've seen them live, I'm like, all right, now I'm a yeah. fan. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, it, it had that effect on me as well. As, and the other And way. the opposite way, yeah. too. Yeah, yep. exactly. Corn like, won me over live. Yeah. I was never a huge Corn fan. When I saw them live, I went out and got their records. Yeah. I'm like, these guys are ridiculous. And then I've seen them since where they kind of phoned it in. I'm like, this isn't the band I remember. And then I saw him open up for, uh, was it Rammstein? Mm. Holy Moses. They put the best show on I've ever seen. And I, again, right after, I'm buying some stuff. I've done that several times, opening bands. Where I'm like, who the hell is this? Yeah. And I end up buying their stuff and liking them more than the... But that's live music. But that's that's maybe it's generational now. Maybe they just maybe it will fade off into this AI world of, of just watching from home. I don't know. I mean, I... I give them credit for trying this. I just don't oh, know yeah. if it's going to work. Well, I don't know if they're the ones who do it. 
And that's the thing. And Scott says this. He's like, people watch people watching football. That's what that would be like. Watching a video game would be like watching people watch football. Not actual watching football. But you're literally watching someone watch football. That's kind of how I look at the video game thing. It doesn't make sense to me that you would want to watch someone watch something. Well, instead of watching a football game, you're watching somebody play Madden. Yeah, but, I mean, it's, but you're watching somebody just, they're technically watching Madden too. They're not, and the only yeah. way you appreciate that, if there is, is uh, you, you've dabbled, in, you've played a little bit, and you're like, wow, that's impressive what he's sure. been able to do. But, but how they're watching a video hours? game. PewDiePie watched people watch things, and people watched him do it. That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, he puts you up there in the little that corner. That does not make sense to me. But that doesn't matter if it makes sense to me or not. It was still a huge thing. Guess something, something. Check out Homeburg's Morning Sickness podcast at 98kupd.com. Homeburg's Morning Sickness. I don't think Kiss is the vehicle, but I think when Prince does it, I think Michael Jackson's inevitably going to have this show. When they start mastering the AI, we can take this on tour thing. I don't know. You think that's out of the generation thing? I mean, you're talking Kiss's old fans. I do. Prince are old fans. But, sure. But what about when Taylor Swift does it? If Taylor Swift did an AI show, it would be a billion dollar yeah. show. It would. It would. She'd sell out arenas. It, especially if she did it where it's like I'm going to be in Rio, and we're going to film that, and then every arena is going to have it, and you're going to see the the live show. I put it's. It changes what a rock concert movie was. Like the Rolling Stones did that. And that's what she uh, it, she did. It wasn't AI, but you know that movie, right. That she premiered. Well, that's what world I'm saying. Premiere. But now imagine that it's uh, in stadiums instead of movie theaters, and it looks like she's on the stage. It's basically toying with your yeah brain. to the next level for another three hundred bucks, and it doesn't cost her anything. She's making money because all they had to do is package it and send it to the arena. And there's no setup. There's no trucks. There's no. Hauling, there's uh, the band can be AI'd. In. It's just to me, it just kind of, I don't know. It takes away something that I think is really cool, which is live music. I said that when I saw Royal Blood a couple weeks ago. They kind of lit a fire in me again to go to live music. Again. They were that good, but I'm like, this is what it's supposed to be like. It isn't about the spectacle of the performance or the fire or anything else. It's the dudes on stage making the music pop and the room eating it alive, and it was great. Aerosmith had that. I remember the time I saw Aerosmith in 1990 or whenever it was, and I watched them, and I thought, this is why people love this. They weren't going crazy with pyro or anything else. It was Aerosmith crushing the crowd, hand-puppeting all of us. They were marionette. Per- they, they were working us like little uh, slaves. We were doing whatever they said, and at the end of it, I said, I never need to see this band again because it can't get better than what I just watched. Now, if it was a hologram or AI... Does it still have that same energy? I can't imagine it does. But it won't matter if an entire new generation gets involved. Because you're right. Taylor Swift does this. It's a billion dollars. And it's as many times as you want to show it. If you want to rent out uh, you know, State Farm Stadium for f- six, seven days and say, we're going to do this every night. And every night's a different show from another city in the world. You'd go. If you're a super Taylor Swift weirdo. Beyonce, it's crazy. So thanks a lot, Gene Simmons, for not only ruining music live, but now ruining the AI version. Way to go, Kiss. We destroyed rock and roll when we played it live, and now we're going to do it through AI. And AI even can't make our songs good. (laughs) 
Nothing better. I, it is better than seeing 80-year-old dudes doing Love Gun and Christine. Madison Square Garden got it on Saturday Nighters. They got a tease. Calling Dr. Love. Yeah, I don't need that AI. Just do a cartoon. That's what they're doing now. Yeah, no, I don't get it. It strikes me as kind and of... That was uh, the encore. Yeah. Played that at the end of the show. It was their last show, but we knew that wasn't going to happen. We didn't know they had this up their sleeve. Ace Freely said that he doesn't think that this is going to be their last show. Of course not. Because they're going to play about the money next February. Yeah. They're going to they're going to show up at all these special AI one offs. Yeah, yeah that, gonna, that's what I'll bet it's going to be. It's not going to be. They're not going to tour anymore, but they'll show up for. You they'll know, do a the AI show. And, yeah. yeah, and they'll they'll do something in a studio to film it, and it's like actual live performance by Kiss, dressed up by AI. It's just I don't know. It's I don't. You want to say it's kind of that get off my lawn thing? No, but it is kind of wrecking something special. Victor makes a good point about uh, you know live music and stuff, and and I'm the same boat as he is. He said uh, the warning won me over at U Fest. Yeah, and that's me. I'm not into chick bands, but me when neither. I saw him live, my whoa! How amazing was this? it to watch that yeah. drummer play? Oh, I mean, all great. of us, all of us walked away and said, "Did you watch her?" Yeah, like she had an Dave Grohl. The first time I saw Nirvana, I'm like, "What's that?" Taylor Hawkins. I mm. saw him with Alanis Morrison. I'm like, "What's that?" Like, there's a different energy from the greats that you won't get from that. And I'm not saying it's going to be everyone, but if it becomes cheaper to do it this way, which it will, because eventually technology will find its way to be cheaper. It costs us more to see and them cheaper to deliver because the record industry got killed by streaming and stuff like that. So touring yeah. is extra expensive and extra different, and that's how they make their money now. And the bands don't get prepaid anymore. They have to pay for their own tours. So if they can figure out a way to cheapen that up for themselves where they don't have to have trucks or anything else. I was talking to Tobias from ghost and he said we bought three giant buses and had them dressed up to make us seem bigger than we were when we'd pull up to the arena people like this who's this and he goes it was all image it was all based on that he goes it was very expensive and people thought i was crazy and it is crazy and he said and now we're trying to whittle them back we got like 10 buses a couple of trucks he goes we got to pull back now it's getting too pricey i don't know i don't think i'd ever go down to sun devil stadium for a fake stage to watch a hologram or an AI video screen. It's tough enough, a, a stadium um, that big. Because yeah. some of those stadium good. shows, yeah, yeah, the sound, is that's the thing for me. And yeah, Metallica changed the game with their sound setup. And even still, the first night it was a struggle. The yeah. second one was perfect. I don't know. Music. It's all changing. Why can't it all be the same like the olden times? I don't know if they had these arguments when they made guitars electric, but you're going to ruin it. At least someone still had to play it. It wasn't a computer AIing it. And when you listen to the clips of Paul Stanley and, you know, when they're singing and so you can hear auto tune when he sings. So he shouldn't have been on stage anyway. Like he's, he is auto tuned to a noticeable degree when he sings. I don't know. It's kiss. This guy says, I saw Kiss in 1978 at the Springfield Armory in Illinois, and then in 99 at the Phoenix Suns Arena. That's dedication right there. That's seeing Kiss too often. <laughs> that means you saw them suck in the 70s and the 90s. That's He's blown away in 78. Because he was probably five. You watch anybody dressed up like that dancing around, it was And neat. doing what they were doing with the pyrotechnics and the... Kiss sold toys to kids. They knew what they were doing. Action figures? What other? What, the Rolling Stones never sold 
action figures. Jimi Hendrix didn't have his action figure. The Kiss understood were characters, and they're selling them to children. There was a Kiss cartoon when I was a kid. They understood what they were doing, and we still do it. Get your, bring your children to the big Kiss AI show. They'll love it. Three hundred seventy-five dollars, please. <laughs> and it comes with an autographed football card of Velas Jones Jr. Six fifty. Could happen. And then I saw this, and I didn't know how sound a sleeper is this dude on his on his uh, anniversary cruise. He wakes up and he's like, ah, my toes are killing me. Walking around on this ship is destroying my feet. They go on their little excursion. He and his wife on their anniversary. They're on some beautiful cruise. And uh, he comes back and he's like, my toes getting really hot. Oh, well. A couple more days go by. He goes over to the ship's doctor. Not the same guy, but we all pictured him. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he goes in. He goes, hey, my toes, I think I got something going on. Let's take a look at your feet. And he looked at it and he said, hey, I was busy having sex with that doctor on the love boat had sex with everyone. They led us to believe that Bernie Capel was a ladies' man. I didn't see it. Like Gopher had just as good a chance. Anyway, a guy, uh, the ship's doctor said, well, it looks like you've been bitten by a spider. And he goes, oh, that's terrible. And he goes, but we're still, uh, it laid eggs in its holes. So he was, he had spider eggs laid in the holes from the spider bite by the spider, a wolf spider, a giant wolf spider, got into their room in France, bit him in the foot, laid eggs in the holes, and then like sealed it up with something that spiders have. And the guy's walking around just incubating spiders in his toe. Wait, a toe cave for spiders? Ooh. Yeah, isn't that gross? But how, like if I get, if something's crawling on me, I wake up. Yeah, I don't get... Yeah. How do you have a spider... Are you How drunk was this dude that a spider not only bit him and he didn't wake up, but spent time laying eggs inside the guy's foot and he wakes up the next day and my toe hurts. I'm used to having toes on fire. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm just laying down. Like, I guess you're... Maybe he's just so fat the diabetes makes his feet, like, they don't feel a thing. He said a milk-like pus uh, was going in there and then he's like, they put these... <laughs> they opened it up. And like tea leaf kind of, it, I, I don't even want to know what the hell was going on, but they pussed it out and then these little eggs came out. Like, oh yeah, there are definitely spider eggs in here. He should be okay. But uh, it, took him, it took him a little while to figure out that he had the eggs in his toes. But they wrapped it up in tea leaves, some sort of a weird European thing. So that should make it all right. So if you've got a, a pain in your toe this morning. That'll assure that the eggs will never hatch. Wrapped in the tea leaves. Got me. Just... I don't know. But you did that story a couple weeks ago, a guy who had chopsticks shoved in his nose. For What's going on? When, when did we lose oh, all yeah. feeling? Like, I remember uh, fighting that guy in the right. bar. It's in that restaurant. I, did we finish our meal? And he did have chopsticks. I remember but... getting dizzy and everything smelling like wood. And then I just went to sleep. But this dude's asleep and his foot gets eaten by a wolf. I think I wake up from that. There's a movie on Netflix I watched over the weekend uh, with Helen Hunt. And I don't know when she turned into Eric Idle, but she's Eric Idle now. And she, uh, but in the movie, uh, there's, that's what, remember we, like, frogging became a thing. For, we know what that is, where people live in your attic oh, yeah, when yeah. you're not home. And this is a movie about two kids frogging. But also there's this other subplot going on where there's this guy uh, killing kids in the area. And they say, and they lead you to believe that it's the guy in the attic that's killing the kids. But it turns out there's a big twist. It doesn't make any sense. But in the midst of this whole thing, uh, well, like the Helen Hunt character, 
I always think of Helen Hunt from Castaway because she was so mean to Tom Hanks. Like, she didn't, like, I don't know if that, if you were trapped on a desert island for four years, five years, and you came back, and there's Ronnie, and she's already established a new life. That's dick. That's a dick move, right? Well, yeah. Don't you think? Like, you just recently got married. I don't know. If you I ended mean, up you know, on an five island. Five years is long. Time. <laughs> it's a long time, but still, when you reemerge, you have to at least be in consideration. Maybe that's why uh, your guy Jerry, the golden or um, golden bachelor, is catching so much heat from when his wife passed away. That it, it, she'd been sick for a while. Yeah. A month later, he's already with a. He's chick. got. He's got a woman. And you could understand yeah. that. A little well, bit. I mean, he needed a place to live. The guy was clearly homeless. He's a janitor. Gary, well, you just the don't bachelor. know. That, there's enough time. Either I can way, see on either side. that's how I can't. That's how I okay? see. You'd be okay if you came home five after five years, years and Keyshawn sitting there in your house. <laughs> I'm home. I'd oh, be a hey, who this little man here? What you doing in my house, man? I'd be certainly understanding of it. You would? I'd ask him to leave. I'm so, like, thank you for holding down the fort. I'm back. <laughs> if you're told Megan went, you know, on the, this flight, it crashed, she's dead. Well, they, yeah. You would hold off for five years, or would you be like, well, you know what? Five got- years, uh, five minutes. I'd <laughs> exactly. be crazy. But when she came back, I'd be like, oops, you got to go. New person. I, yeah. yeah, well, I can't. You can't you know, do that. First off, I want to hear all the stories. Exactly. Yeah, I'm I mean, hanging out with her for a it, long because time. Because all of a sudden it would bring back all that stuff. I mean, yeah. it's a different situation. She did come across. To they me. come. She was horrible. Yeah. She kissed him in the car, too. Like, I really want to bang you, but I'm married. Like, what? No, you're married to him. Like, you had a funeral and everything, and now he's crawled out of the ground. He's back. That, and, the, and the guy who married you has to understand. It was big from Sex in the City. He's got to get it. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I get it. Your dead husband's back. I can't compete with this guy. That's the thing about like, because I remember I went on that date uh, years ago with that. It wasn't a date. It was a lunch. And I think we were maybe kids. I don't know. But then she told me that that her husband or boyfriend died. And she was wearing his engagement ring on her neck. And I I can't be around this. I'm already second place. Like, I can't do this. Comparison. Yeah, I can't. I can't be. I understand that. Second place guy. We've gotten emails from people who are like, my wife's ex passed away, and there's pictures of the dude all over the house, and at a certain point, when is it okay to ask to take him down? I don't think it ever is. I think you got to at least have one up all the time. And, and what if Helen you, Hunt filled in the blanks like, look, it's been five years. I got married. There were 20 other guys before <laughs> right. that. This is right. the one I picked. She probably started hosing a year in, and then finally, like, this is the hose for me. That, right. Anyway, Helen Hunt's a bitch from Castaway is my point. <laughs> No, but in the movie I was watching, there's a certain point where a guy's sleeping and the frogging kid, who you're led to believe is the bad guy, comes out and takes the sheets off of him while he's asleep. And I'm like, that would wake me. And then he starts to pee on him. That would wake me. And the guy sleeps through the whole thing, wakes up and thought he peed the bed. I'm like, well, I can't buy into this movie anymore. This is ridiculous. When I was younger, maybe I slept through some of that stuff. But evidently... You can get eaten by a spot. Your toes, you wake up missing toes. What was that one dude with diabetes so bad his little dog ate his feet? Remember, because diabetics' uh, toes smell, when they get gangrenous, they smell so bad that dogs will actually chew with them like a toy. And he didn't feel it. He was asleep. He woke up with no toes because a dachshund took him down because <laughs> they were kind of mushy anyway. Yeah, I would wake up from that. You hear people that go a couple days, I don't know about, I mean, like the brown recluse, which is the same. Sure. Starts to eat away. Then they're like, okay, this is something more than a boil. You wake up that day with something wrong. If Brown Recluse was crawling on me at night, I think I'd know. 
I, I wake up when the sheets move. I can't you have stuff know, They're crawling so on. small. Okay. I don't know. I, I, no way. If something's nibbling on me, I know. I woke up when a mosquito bit me once. I've lost my mind. There's something, something. Check out Homework's Morning Sickness Podcast at 98kupd.com. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Now watch this, Brady. Brett, well, you're trapped on a desert island for five years. You've been yeah. married for a week is all. All right. You come back and Matthias got herself a new strap and D. Knock on the door. Brett's home. What happens? Well, five across the mouth, first of all. <laughs> you can teach her a lesson. Yeah. So and, that's how you greet her after five years. Who is that? You ungrateful and yeah. faithful hooer. Keyshawn's in my house. No. Out. So what if it's not? What if it's me? Oh, You're that would be dude. worse. What if it was a guy you knew? Oh, that would be worse. That would be awful. Do you do you it's, fight for her? Man goop. Because I thought Tom Hanks. <laughs> man if that's If that's well, her, you know, come on. Right. Let me let me give you this piece of advice. If she married man goop, give it three months. She'll be single again. <laughs> I'll just wait it yeah, out. Be yeah. patient. He's just making the rounds. He's like a mailman with marriage. <laughs> just shows up at your house for a few minutes and leaves. Uh, so you would like you would be angry at her. Like, oh, just, yeah. and would you wait around for her if she was gone for five years? If she showed up again, even if you were remarried, if she shows up again, what do you do? Helen Hunt, you bitch. You're not hanging around for five years. Five years, man. Well, five years, you're probably moving on. But yeah. I'm yeah. saying when she comes back, you stick with the new life? I don't think I could. You've moved on. I don't think you can. I don't think that's a possibility. I think it'll, I it know. would awaken so much in you. You can't do it. It's not like an ex-girlfriend coming back. It's your dead person coming back. I guess you test deal. drive them both and yeah. see, you know, I mean, I would have see to see what happens. Yeah. Because <laughs> after five years, too, tight on an island by herself, <laughs> things coming back pristine. Well, what would, what would happen if that was Megan and you're married to Dua Lipa? Oh, forget it. Get out, Megan. <laughs> I'd kill her again. <laughs> ah, I thought you were dead. Ah, the dead live. And then I get an action. You can't I'd, be alive, zombie. <laughs> I'd chop down the zombie right in my lip. Ah, zombie. And people are like, we understand why you thought she was a zombie. Dua Lipa, I thought she was here to attack Dua Lipa. I was doing a, she's a celebrity. Protecting my wife. I'm protecting my beautiful wife, Dua Lipa. I had a zombie attack come to the doors of the dead lip. Someone came dressed as my ex-dead wife. <laughs> well, I almost had it. Like, let's say my first wife, who was in the World Trade Center, let's say she croaks that day. I mean, you know, I got to be honest with you. There was like a nine-hour period. I didn't hear from her in the trade center, and I had to, it crossed my mind. Well, what's next for me? Yeah. I'd already started the process. <laughs> and frankly, in hindsight, I didn't like her that much. But you know, we were in—we were eh, a lot of time involved, invested. You put that much time in, you figure uh, eventually this is going to work itself out. Yeah, like nine hours in, it was a sad day. But I'm like, well, I'm on my own now. I had—I started figuring things out by myself. Like, is there anybody I have my eye on? It's been almost—it's been since lunch. Like, I haven't—I uh, haven't had any. Action. Broad didn't call, Al. <laughs> she never calls. I don't know what she's up to over there in New York. Probably no good. But let's say that's it, and I move on. And then, then she returns. The it's, dead coming back is a big thing. Helen Hunt is a bitch. That's the that's the message I got from Castaway. She's a horrible person. And then Tom Hanks is and a I, pussy. I, and I look at it like I understand on both sides. I got to understand how look, Tom Hanks, because you lose. Nope. I mean. She kept the car. Time. She stayed in the house. She did stay in the house. She kept his car. 
Using his money. Using his cash, his insurance, which she should have probably given right to him. But it is hers. No. He's not dead. It's fraudulent. Tom Hanks, in real life, the end of Casting would have ended in a huge lawsuit. I want my house back. That's my car. You take your new life somewhere else. This dude. And the dude that moved into the house knew that if this guy ever comes back, she's hanging on to all the stuff. Yeah, it'd be a disaster. It wouldn't just be him driving off to Texas, finding that hot redhead who's alone in the middle of nowhere for no reason at all. She's It worked out. He should have hooked up with that instead. Castaway 2 would have been all the troubles of that single broad in the middle of nowhere. He decides to go back to work delivering more packages. What woman in her... As a pilot. Please. What woman... I'd have jumped right back on a FedEx plane. (laughs) I'd have had Amelia Earhart fly me, as a matter of fact. Screw it. That lunatic is in her 40s in the middle of nowhere in Texas looking as good as she looked. She's either a prostitute or so intolerable all of Texas just cast her into the the deep, high, rolling hills. Castaway 2 would have been quite a show. He'd have been begging for Helen Hunt to come back and he'd have let the other guy stay. I don't know. She was hotter than Helen Hunt. Much hotter. Helen Hunt again. uh, Eric Idle. Same face. Thanks for ruining it. Look at her now. It's the same. What ruining it? Comes back to that for ranch in Texas, and she is just cutting up Wilson. She's nuts. Yeah, she'd have thrown. You got more attention than this boss. She's jealous and crazy. No woman in her forties that looks that good is single and alone in the middle of nowhere, just ranching. Something's wrong with her. Anyway, I don't know how we got off on this. By the way, I'd wake up if you peed on me. That's the message I was trying to send. I was wondering where we went. Yeah, to I just, they, they peed on the Helen Hunt movie. They peed on the guy, and he didn't wake up. And I'm like, come on. That that puts you out on the movie. Yeah. Whoa, that's Eric Idle. <laughs> well, maybe not now. <laughs> She's aging the same way as Eric <laughs> She looks very British. Like maybe a young Eric Idle. Like, kind of like here? Yeah, kind of that Eric Idle. Uh, I'm like... seeing something Eric idle I'm also seeing a little Downs. I'm not real sure. Well, that... Yeah, that last, the current one is. Yeah, well, that's how she looks in the movie. And she deserves to age poorly because of what she did to Tom Hanks. She looks a little like Pete Cummings. I don't know if anybody remembers (laughs) the great Pete Cummings, but she looks a little like Pete in some of those pictures. Although Pete's more attractive. Yeah, I think I'd bang Pete first. A little like Rocky Dennis, too. There's a lot wrong with Helen Hunt. I, I, I lost all my caring for Helen Hunt when she did that to Tom Hanks. I left that movie and everybody's like, God, that was great. I'm like, I loved Castaway till the ending when, I mean, the dude had been through all that and she didn't even let him stay the night. It was raining. Nope, off you go. And you'll you'll be fine. I know you can survive on your own. I'm like, hey, can I spend the night here? It's boring. Uh, I want to see my house again. Nope, it's mine now. Me and Big from uh, Sex and the City own it. She was horrible to him. Moved on. And in real life, that kind of happened to her. With what? her husband. That he died and came back? No, he basically left her. I mean, that whole thing was going on. I he, he was follow the Helen Hunt story as closely as you. His well, wife. the only reason I knew that, I think I think that was Helen Hunt. Our buddy was with her in a... Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. One of our friends facility. banged Helen Hunt. I forgot about that. It was a, well, it was a couple's rehab Couple's thing. anonymous. Yeah. Kind of but, well, yeah, it was more of a... Jilted it lover. Therapy. It was jilted lovers therapy, and they all went on a retreat. And he had sex they with Helen off. Hunt a bunch. Really? Yeah. Pretty great. He came to my house once, and we just had mad about you on. We just fired it up there for a little very funny. I'm like, is she coming? <laughs> oh, did she already? All right. Anyway, yeah, I forgot what we were talking about. But don't pee on me when I sleep. I'll wake up and Helen Hunt's a bitch. <laughs> 
But yeah, the guy, and he's also peeing on the guys uh, when he pees on him in the movie. What's oh, called? Uh, I see you, or so, I forget what the name of the movie is. He's peeing on the guy sleeping right on his underwear to make him feel like he's again, like the warm water. Okay, no, not like the warm water. It's actually peeing on the guy's genitals. If he put his hand in warm water, I'd understand. Like, yeah, maybe, maybe that's yeah. soothing. You pee on my genitals. You touch my genitals while I'm asleep. I'm waking up. My cat gets on the bed. I'm up. You bite my feet and lay eggs in it. There's going to be a moment I'm like, what's going on? And then my other foot does some damage and starts squishing and grabbing. I was taking a lighter to his toes. Right. And then I've got, and then I got to worry more that I got diabetes and I don't feel things. Castaway's an interesting debate. Wait, says the chick in Texas was single because the guy they showed earlier in the movie was the one that was uh, having an affair on her. I don't remember that part. What was it? Was oh, that a breakdown castaway now? Yeah, no, I'm not breaking anything down. <laughs> Tom should have effed the crap out of her, and that's how the movie should have ended. I agree. Castaway would have been a lot better if she pulled over and just reverse cowgirled him right there in that Jeep Cherokee that his wife saved for him. The other guy in Castaway Spaulding was a dentist. Uh, what type of loser dentist moves into a dead guy's house? Make your own money, prick. Was his name Spaulding? I, I don't know. I'm Sweet Wilson and Spaulding? I have that thing in a long time. Come on. Wait, was Rawlings in the background? He was the yeah. other guy or what? I married an A2000. Wait a minute. You married Wilson the Glove? <laughs> it's between him and Franklin. <laughs> Wilson didn't make it. Wilson's still floating in the ocean, remember? Yeah. Yeah. That we was, lost him on I the I cried my there. eyes out when Wilson fell off the raft and floated away. Drifted away. Oh, I cried like a baby. It was so sad. And then you realize, because, I mean, we got, a, we got insight into what Chuck Noll and Tom Hanks was going through on that island. It wasn't easy. He took his own tooth out with an ice skate. It's uh, your Teddy. That imagine was Teddy. That. Oh, Teddy. I can't imagine Teddy floating off into the woods. You're going to make me cry now. All right, this guy. Holmberg. Yeah. Tom Hanks knew the new husband. He was their dentist, I know. meaning yeah. she was likely cheating on him the whole time. <laughs> That's what everybody well, that keeps doing. That puts a new spin on things. Castaway. <laughs> and Tom Hanks should have said, oh, whoa, my dad. Were you my wife five years ago? <laughs> I mean, were you in her mouth? Were you in her mouth? What the f*** going on? We'll have Jonathan Kite straighten it out this uh, Saturday night. Ask Tom Hanks. from. Uh, we'll bring up the castaway debate. John, she was a bitch. She also told yeah. him, you said you'd be right back. Yeah, she bitch blamed move. him. Yeah. She, that's another thing. Travis, huh? Travis is right. Is I that gaslighting? My, it's horrible. Whatever it is, it's psychologically damaging. Probably gaslighting. Everything is. <laughs> I threw my hands up in the theater when she said, you said you'd be right back. Are you, are you nagging him? Are you up his ass right now? Just hug him. Blow him. Don't tell him you you said you'd be right back. Yeah, I wasn't. I was stuck. F*** you. I was in a horrible plane crash. She's trying to justify the five years. And she also tried to blame him that he was a workaholic. Oh, this castaway. It's 20 years later and I'm still mad. Yeah, which goes back to the guy bringing up the dentist. Boys, God or I. All right. And some people agree. This guy says, I would gladly accept my dead wife back into life. Sign Nathan Sutherland. Well, Nathan, you have a penchant for that. Another email came in and said, she wasn't my wife, but I'd have sex with her again. Uh, signed, oh, jeez. Randy Bird. We all know it. I mean, I wasn't married to her, but it, you know, if she came back to life, I'd give her another poke. Uh, whatever. I can't watch Helen Hunt movies anymore. All I think about is this bitch from Castaway. 
And I don't know, Robert Zemeckis was the guy who, he should have been a little bit more friendly to men at the end of that movie. So, yeah, that's what everybody thinks at the end of it. She was boning the dentist. I didn't even realize that was the dentist. Now i got to watch that. Cast, oh, it's so good. Four-hour movie. It's so good, though. Like Tom Hanks. I remember when it first, you know, when you see it in that wreck. Oh, it's phenomenal. Just a great plane crash is great. Him on the island is great. And then when they return him. They just throw him right back into society, and I thought, "Oh, this is, this is rough." And he goes to the first thing he does. I got to go see that wife of mine. All he did was look at her picture. It kept him alive. Had that stupid locket. Just uh, that bitch is banging the dentist like an hour after the plane crash news. <laughs> Little oral exam immediately after the FedEx goes down. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I, I digress. And I watched a movie with her in it over the weekend. It wasn't very good. To stray from it. I'm just saying. If you pee on me, I'm going to wake up. I guarantee it. Uh, it's 7:38. What do you got on the? Uh, Jesus, it's 7:38. Is that real? What do you got on the music thing? Let's All hurry. Right. <laughs> wake up song brought to you by Action Ride Shop. Uh, ski and snowboard season is here, and Action Ride Shop has got you covered. Whether you need a uh, you know, you need all your gear uh, maintained, the full tune-up, base grind, edges sharpened, and hot wax, or if you just need new gear, head on over to Action Ride Shop, actionrideshop.com, or like I said, just go on over there to Gilbert Road in Southern. The boys are going to take care of you. Uh, Marcus, Marcus Meng just texted. He goes, do you realize that Castaway ended the same way as Seven with everybody going, what's in the box? <laughs> it's true. What was in the box? Uh, on the list, we got Black Sabbath, uh, Buck Cherry, Highly Suspect, Deftones, Avenged Sevenfold, Stone Sour, uh, his version of Love Gun for the big farewell. Uh, Slipknot, Static X, Rammstein, Metallica, and somebody wanted Frank Stallone far from over for your Steelers. Oh, you sons of bitches. <laughs> it is far from over. But they're, they're, look, I've known the whole time that's not a real good team. They've just been squeaking out wins because they're well coached by a, a dude that refuses to be anything better than 9 and 7. Or 9 and 8 now. Oh, it's brutal. Rough. Uh, my buddy Hoffman texts, he says, uh, Kiss continuing to perform when I finally thought we were rid of them is another reason to hate technology. That is true, too. <laughs> AI ruining everything by keeping Kiss alive. <laughs> Mike Ice says, Helen Hunt was always an ex. Remember Twister? She was an yeah, ex there. She was, well, yeah, because look at her. She's not aging well. You're so going to unload that. Bitch, then. And thanks to Brett oh, for uh, making me fantasize that I was married to Dua Lipa for a little while and had to axe murder somebody. <laughs> actually, like, it ran through my head. I actually had a plan. Oh, Dua. What are you doing out there? Anyway. <laughs> All right. Like, who would it have to be for you not to take Medea back? Like, she comes banging on the door five years later. Margot. Margot Robbie's out there. Yeah. You're married to Margot Robbie? Yeah. And she, like, how long would it? Like, two years. Medea comes back. She's covered in seaweed. <laughs> I'm back, Brad, and I walked back to you. Oh, this is awkward. <laughs> You ever seen The Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah, and let me, best let me part see. is Margo's in her clothes, just lounging on the couch. You didn't even like throw her clothes. Just Two gave, years. Gave it to Margo. <laughs> Man, that's a long time. Yeah, I it mean, is. It's 24 full months. Two weeks, yeah. you know? I mean, come on. <laughs> you don't know the morning period, but, you know, it's a day. Yeah. So you're saying if, if Medea goes missing for like 48 hours, there's a good chance Margot Robbie shows up in your life. That's a, hey, you didn't call me. Uh, you know? You said you'd be right back. What do you want me to do? Right. We couldn't Come use on. that same line. Can you imagine if the roles were reversed in that you movie? You work too much. First off, W. Castaway, if the girl's on the island missing, 
And she comes back, and the guy says, you said you'd be right back. Every woman would be like, Sss. they'd hiss and shame the screen. <laughs> they'd be like, what do you mean he said, you bastard? If it was a guy who'd moved on, and then I saved your car, and now me and my new wife live in this beautiful house that you and I built together. Awful. It was a weekend trip with the girls. Look, you're away for 48 hours. <laughs> no I t- call, I, no no. I tried to text you and said I was blocked. <laughs> yeah, well, I thought you were gone. It was the way I mourn. Get off my back. My new wife doesn't do this. Here's your your stuff. We got married yesterday. Well, how long for uh, Dua? Like if Megan just went to the store and didn't uh, call two hours? hours. (laughs) Yeah, if she's at Safeway too long, there's a chance of... (laughs) Look, if she's at Safeway too long and Dua Lipa shows up, it's the same thing as if I went out to Tactical Black and trained for a couple hours and come back and Jason Momoa's cutting the lawn, I'd be like, I'm out. I'm going to... I get it. I understand. I get it. I get it. I don't know how you met him that quick, but great job. Yeah, Bradley Cooper's in my house after I come back from, you know, the store. It's like, all right. Here's the thing. If... If Megan's standing in the door and she's like, I'm leaving, there's Jason Momoa. I'm like, will you introduce me? I wouldn't even be really upset about the marriage falling. <laughs> can I get a like, selfie? Can, can I get an autograph? Do you mind if I take a picture with your new boyfriend? You're not even upset. It's Jason Momoa. This is cool. Taste of tequila. I could never <laughs> figure out what you were doing with me anyway. <laughs> Give me an autograph and a picture. I'll sell it. If you don't mind, I'm going to dupe it and sell it. I'm keeping one for me. <laughs> Thanks, Aquaman. Have fun. She's gently used. You're barely going to even know it was a thing. Yeah, anyway, what are you going to do? All right, pick one, Brett. Uh, right, go off on Helen Hunt. She's driving me crazy. <laughs> I don't know. Monkey business look good, but Stone Sour's oh. love guns looking good, too. The other Skid Row is in town this week. They're here Friday. The one without Sebastian that supposedly has a singer that's incredible. And I'm still I'm, I'm still going to Sebastian. Trip asked me yesterday, would you be interested in that? And I'm like, to go? Eh, not really. To have him on the air? I don't think so at all. But maybe. I don't know. I might change my mind as the week goes on. Let's do a little monkey business. It's a great right. song. Never bad to play monkey business. It's uh, Slave to the Grind 1991. My goodness. Skid Row. It's the monkey business. Wake him up. It's 98. Arizona's most powerful, powerful rock radio station. 98. You 